Diets are a nutritional change in your calorie intake and overall food consumption to benefit one's well-being. Whether it's for a health concern like diabetes or to lower your weight, diets have been a staple to everyday people. In the last 40 years, we have seen many diet trends, from nutritional shakes and pre-made meals like SlimFast to Weight Watchers. Through the past years, we have seen the increase in certain diets that target certain food sources and spark your body to change based on the diet nutritional intake. Here are some trending diets. A vegan diet is a type of vegetarian diet that excludes all animal products, including meat, poultry, seafood, dairy, eggs, and honey. It primarily consists of plant-based foods such as fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, and seeds. People choose to follow a vegan diet for various reasons, including ethical, environmental, and health concerns. A well-planned vegan diet can provide all the necessary nutrients and have several health benefits. It is typically low in saturated fat and cholesterol, which can help reduce the risk of heart disease and certain types of cancer. Vegan diets are often high in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, which can support overall health and well-being. The carnivore diet is a dietary approach that involves consuming only animal products and excludes all plant-based foods. It is an extreme form of low-carbohydrate, high-fat diet. The carnivore diet primarily consists of meat, including beef, pork, lamb, poultry, fish, and other animal products like eggs and dairy, although some followers exclude dairy. It eliminates all plant-based foods, including fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, and seeds. Macronutrition composition. The carnivore diet is typically very low in carbohydrates, as plant-based sources of carbohydrates are eliminated. Instead, it emphasizes high intake of animal fats and proteins. This can result in a diet that is high in saturated fats and cholesterol. The Mediterranean diet is a dietary pattern inspired by the traditional eating habits of countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea, such as Greece, Italy, Spain, and southern France. It is widely recognized as a healthy and balanced way of eating. The Mediterranean diet focuses on consuming whole, minimally processed foods. It includes an abundance of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. These plant-based foods are rich in vitamins, minerals, fibers, and antioxidants. The Mediterranean diet incorporates healthy fats, primarily from olive oil, which is a key component of the diet. It also includes moderate consumption of other sources of healthy fats, such as nuts, seeds, and fatty fish which provide omega-3 fatty acids. Moderate intake of animal products, while the Mediterranean diet is not strictly vegetarian, it places less emphasis on animal products compared to the typical Western diets. It includes moderate amounts of fish, poultry, eggs, and dairy products, with red meat being consumed in small quantities and less frequently. These are the three trending diets that we are seeing currently here in the United States. However, each diet comes with a risk that the influencers of those diets do not tell you about. Within each diet I have spoken about thus far, there are ingredients, processed foods, chemicals, and also negatives of the food sources in each diet. As discussed before on another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, the United States is king of unhealthy, with the average American being overweight and one of the leading causes of death being heart disease in the United States. 
The FDA and the food industry continue to make healthy choices very expensive and also include ingredients that other countries do not have within their food sources. So what is your best course of action? If you're looking to get healthy, and is the food industry doing its best to keep Americans unhealthy? Find out what Joey and I have to say on this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, beginning now. Joey, hello there. <laughs> it's good to be back, Billy. It has been crazy the last few days. Have you seen what's been going on yeah, in the news, man? It's been wild. Politically, UFOs, wildfires. I, I almost wish and that here we are going to talk about nutrition. I know. I was just about to say, I almost wish I didn't pre-plan this episode because, you know, I'm running the website now, so I'm doing upcoming episodes so people can see what we're going to provide. And I really wanted to get a pop-up episode this week, you know, just to put the news out there, do like an hour, 30 minute episode real quick. But my, the time with me working and everything and getting home, it just wasn't going to happen. But I will tell the listeners that after next week's episode, which is The Land of Hollywood, uh, I believe that's what I pre-titled it, but we will have a, an update episode of the whole Nevada UFO sighting and crash landing, the wildfires. We're going to incorporate it all in one episode. Uh, so that should be something for you guys to look forward to. And you know what? We give two weeks to that news because anything can change in that news. You know, it right. can come out as a, as a hoax, which there's... Some people trending in that direction that that was kind of a hoax. The kids supposedly had like a, a page about UFOs and aliens and stuff, but that hasn't been publicized. Oh. Yeah, it hasn't really fully publicized. That's the world of Reddit, which is another toxic social media outlet sometimes. Uh, that was a form in Reddit, so I don't know how true it is. It hasn't come out yet. Either but to way. call 911. To call, to call 911 and catch it on body camera, but we'll save the talk. And then also the whistleblower, same week. Also, we kind of called something that happened. It was three weeks. It wasn't two weeks, but it was three weeks later. Yeah, we did. We called something. Yeah, so called if you want to watch the reel on the SWAB underscore podcast page, which is short for the Say What Again Billy podcast, go watch that reel. You'll see the title. You'll see the, the reel cover. And it's something that we predicted that legitimately came true. And if you follow anything in the news, which if whatever the news allows you to watch, uh, you'll know what we're talking about. But today we're getting into something that I covered in a little bit uh, in one of my earlier episodes of uh, season, th actually season three it was, um, where my wife actually was on for 15 minutes because she has her bachelor's degree in biochemistry. So she was talking about some of the stuff that in the United States, there are food ingredients and things like that, that are not sold overseas. Some of the ingredients aren't even used overseas. They're illegal. They cannot be used. And vice versa, though. Like, and, there's ingredients overseas that are being used in Europe that aren't used over here because of studies we've done on the e efficacy of those ingredients. Really? Well, see, I didn't even know that. I really just focused on the United States aspect, like uh, like Red 40 and, you know, Blue 20 or whatever it is. Right, there's, right. there's a whole bunch of these ingredients that, like, have been known to cause cancer. And a lot of stuff isn't even sold over there or used over there. And I have a friend, he's uh, Albanian, his family over there in Albania. And when I was telling him about that episode that I did, and this was a while ago, he was saying to me, you know, he's like, they don't sell Almond Joy in Albania anymore. I'm like, why? He's like, there's something in it that they found is really like potent or like not good. 
So they don't sell Almond Joys anymore in Albania. I'm like, really? And that's something that kind of almost similar where you could still buy Skittles. But Skittles came out that, which parents and everybody knew for a long time. Like you're eating a bag of things that taste like, Skittles to me was never good. Like I, I would bite into a Skittle and I wouldn't taste the rainbow. I would taste the chemicals. <laughs> and and I, I never liked Skittles, but it came Maybe out. instinctively, you know, that, you know, stay away from it. Yeah. So I, you know, found out in the last, look, last couple of months it came out publicly that Skittles right. are really bad for you. So it's good that we're doing this episode, though, because you just started this YouTube page. Yep. And one of the diets we're going to talk about today is the vegan diet. So I'm going to talk about diets. We're going to try to narrow it down for people and, and enlighten them on certain aspects and talk about the pros and cons to each diet and what we think is going on in the United States. Do we think that people are being pretty much poisoned, which is kind of like an add-on to an episode I did prior. So I'll open this episode up with letting you take the reins. I won't let you do the Spotify uh, thank you at the end. Don't worry. You, know, you don't have to worry about me asking you this week, Joey. So yeah, I'll let you I'll take f- the reins one of these and let everybody know what you've been doing, why you started the whole thing, and uh, you know, enlighten us about the vegan diet. Because there's a lot of controversy in people that knock the vegan diet. Oh, for sure. And then I'll, I'll, pony, I'll piggyback off of what you said because I was somebody that did it for a good amount of time that I can speak on behalf of and defend uh, to an extent, but go ahead, take it yeah. away. So I've been vegan now for almost nine years. And, um, it started, it started on this, like this just journey to get better, right? It started when I actually really started competing and that's pretty much what my YouTube channel is about. It's about me getting back to, you know, three years after COVID finally transitioning back into tracking my calories, my macros, and getting back on track to, to compete in the NPC again. Um, for your listeners that don't know, that's, that's, you know, one of my passions. I like to, I like to compete. I like to, um, I like the challenge of it. I like bodybuilding. It, it humbles you. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. It's, uh, you know, everything under the sun that you can think of that is, is, is ch- like a, a word that describes challenging is, is, definitely it and i i enjoy it um so that being said um my journey began with the keto diet to try to trim body fat i've been in the gym since i was 18 years old maybe even i mean you've you've been you were you trained with me billy over at dolphins um Dolphin gym, not not with dolphins. Not Just with for dolphins. people who don't know what dolphin yeah. is. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> Bron- like, what? That's Bronx lingo. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Bronx gym that, that unfortunately closed down thanks to the uh, pandemic. I mean, not pandemic, pandemic and uh, COVID-19. It was a really good local gym. All of our friends in a group that really didn't last that group. It's just... Out of that group, I feel I like. you mean just me and you. Yeah. You I know. still keep in touch with some of the other guys. I, I speak to Claudio here and there. I don't know. He just like, he's like, he's like Beetlejuice. You say his name three times and he's there. <laughs> he pops up. And then like he's gone. <laughs> and then you have to say, you know, it's like, it's weird. But um, yeah, we, I stayed in touch with a few people. But that's a local gym that as a, as a group, we all trained and, you know, kind of motivated one another. Right. And that gym is no longer here, but that's where we started. So, um. Taking you guys back to 2013. Um, 2013, I had been doing the keto diet probably for about a year and a half. 
and I did see great results. I saw a lot of fat loss. Now, was I doing it 100% correctly? Probably not. I did a decent amount of research. Um, I would test myself occasionally with those strips to see if I was in ketosis. And a decent amount of the time, I was in ketosis. Um, there were some drawbacks with that diet, though. And I did it for so long that um, you, I almost got used to eating these same specific things every single day because I knew it would work and I knew I wouldn't feel that that keto crash that people talk about. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with it and you haven't done keto, if you go over in your carbohydrates, your body will produce insulin and you need those carbohydrates. And you start to feel this very strange, euphoric, outer body experience, almost like you're going to pass out. You definitely don't feel good. You instantly need calories. You instantly need sustenance. Um, but if you're in ketosis, you're burning the ketones for energy rather than um, glycogen, sugar, oh, not glycogen, rather than sugar, carbohydrates. So you're in ketosis, you feel good, you're burning ketones, and the minute that you go over and miscalculate because you wanted to have something different and deviate from the diet plan, um, that's when you'll run into trouble in the keto diet. Now, I feel like most of the people that are today that they say, oh, I do keto. It's like, mm, do you really? I think you do a low carbohydrate Atkins type diet. I don't think that you do keto. You know, most people who do keto are very strict about what they eat because they, they don't want to knock themselves out of ketosis. They make sure that they're in ketosis all the time. Um, and there are highlights to the diet. You, you never feel hungry. You never feel that urge to want to like binge on something. The sweet cravings, they disappear. It, they almost don't exist for you anymore. It's just non-existent. I mean, you'll see things every now and then like on, on television. Like ghosts? You like see a, ghosts? Like a commercial where uh where you see ice cream or something and you're like oh that'd be nice but it it at no point if you're in ketosis and you're doing it correctly you're like man i could go for an ice cream or or does it spark that like salivating response in your mouth as someone who has gone and i've i, I i'll get later on to the diets that worked for me but i've done fucking every diet trend known to men when i and I'm, i'll get into it later but i will say that when you are on a steady ship, on a diet, those cravings you had when you were off a strict diet, they're like obsolete. You won't have the cravings. No matter what diet you're on, you, you, that, that craving will dissipate. So that being said, so I was on the keto diet for from probably like the end of 2012, all of 2013. 2014 was when I actually decided that I wanted to compete. I was like, damn, I'm lean. I could probably just get a little leaner. How would I go about doing this? And my brother um, was at the time thinking about competing, uh, my, my younger brother, and he has these great genetics. And out of nowhere, he came back from college and this kid was shredded. Like I had never been that lean before in my life. I'd been working out for years. I was already in my 20s, mid 20s. And my brother looked like crazier than me. You know, I had size on him, over him, but like if we stood next to each other, you'd be like, holy shit, this guy is jacked. You know what I mean? Um, and I did look good at the time, but nowhere near as sharp or as lean as he looked. And he told me, he's like, listen, he's like, you just got to start. He's like, 
follow this person on YouTube, follow that person on YouTube. You just got to start tracking your calories. He's like, it's really all about tracking calories. You don't have to, you don't have to do keto all the time. And keto is, it truly is an easy way of raining the water out of your system. You're, you're depleting your body of glycogen. There's no, you're flat in the gym. There's no pump. The, the workouts are terrible when you're in ketosis. Um, cause you do need glycogen in the gym. You do need carbohydrates for energy to really push yourself. Um, I had okay workouts once in a while when, you know, the ketones are going and your body's pretty amazing. Your body will take protein and convert it to carbohydrates when it needs, but nowhere near enough for you to be able to, you know, sustain the lifestyle of like a bodybuilder, let's say, or, or to reach like a pinnacle that the bodybuilder would reach. Um, bodybuilders, all of them, they all compete with carbohydrates, whether they choose rice or pasta or, you know, they, they all have their, uh, you know, pick of carbs that they'd like to choose for, with their own diet. Yeah, the, the, the main sources of a, of a bodybuilder for carbohydrates is brown rice, white rice, right? oatmeal is humongo, huge, huge. rice cakes, rice cakes, um, baked potatoes, yams. Yeah. Um, there's what else? Um, whole wheat pasta. Right, you lentil know, pasta now. Lentil, a of, a yeah, lentil is a big, is a big thing. It's protein and carbs. Uh, one person that I followed when I was heavy into the bodybuilding game was Ronnie Coleman, and one meal that he and I watched when I was growing up, or I should say, we were growing up. Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman were the like the main dudes. They right? were the guys. Yeah, those were the dudes. Um, I also followed. The, they had this. They had the stronghold on. I mean, I mean. Everybody in bodybuilding back then had a stronghold on the information. Those guys knew back then that all you needed to do was really track your macros and track your car, your calories. They had the information. They had the information, and, and then and, some, and so and then some. Yeah, and then some. But the then some was just get, putting them muscle on. It wasn't helping them get shredded. Right. You the shredding saying? part comes from the shredding part. It does comes come from, from steroids. Yeah. I mean, we won't. Should, we won't hide the, the. We won't hide the name steroids. Like it helps. Here's the thing. It helps you burn extra calories. Right. Right. But. I was watching Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler. I was watching Lee Priest. Um, I was another bodybuilder. I don't know his, his whole full name, but he, I know Gunther was his first name. I don't know if you, if you know it, Gunther. Um, I was Lee Labrada, um, Frank Zeppi. I was watching everybody. And then I watched the Ronnie Coleman. And the Ronnie Coleman era was crazy. Ronnie Coleman was absolutely, there's no taking that man's shine he was and Ever, i watched something I, he's like he the made. michael jordan of bodybuilding yeah he 100 percent was and i watched um one of his meals that he you know because in these bodybuilding videos they have this what what they ate and i was curious i was like all right i i got the workout down down pack right or at least i thought i did right you know go fast forward 20 years later i was like shit i wish i can go back in time and worked out completely correctly you know i'm not trying to lift heavy ass weight because it doesn't mean anything and Ronnie Coleman made this meal, and I ate this meal after I watched him eat it religiously for like maybe like six months. You're straight. like, all right, here, this is the, it was, this is the secret. And it, was, get it was good. It was grits, right? Because he was a Southern guy. That's where he, that's his choice of carbs. Yeah, grits right? with a, a, a teaspoon of butter, um, egg whites or whole eggs, about five of them, and a slice of American cheese melted in. You mix it in. I've seen it make Let me tell you something, bro. Sounds maybe nasty to some of you people listening, but that was one of the best meals that I would make in a pinch when I was doing my whole bodybuilding thing. 
where I had the little bag that had the six trays for the six meals. Dude, that was amazing. And that was his form he, of carbohydrate. Here's, here's the secret. It's, it's not about the meals that you eat. It's about how much in the meals are you eating. Everybody has their specific portion that they need to hit for the day. And that's the big secret. That's the secret of the fitness industry that everybody's hiding is and, that there is a certain amount of calories. And I want to include what Joey's saying is that the more advanced we get, we know more things. And at the time when we're to what we're talking about, that time period from the early 2000s to like middle 2000s. There was no YouTube. There, there was, no. well, there, yes and no. But what I was actually trying to allude to is the piece of information that you just told yeah. was hitting a certain point in calories and, and also including macros because that was never really mentioned right, right. like that. The, at the that macros time. are more so like so that you That's can, newer. The macro that, thing the is macro a very thing new thing yeah. that was never included back then. And the calorie thing. Oh, they knew it though. They right. It's it's been a secret in the bodybuilding world forever, but they're never gonna let that out. And they still to this day will pedal nonsense to people so that you can buy supplements so that you can buy fat burning creams or fat burning pills there is no miracle we're going to talk about one of there's those no pills. miracle cream guys we're going to talk about one of those pills that i've mentioned before on an ep on the, pro the pro episode called they're keeping us sick which was uh episode like this with health stuff with the conspiracies combined in it right, right. we're going to get to that pill later and i please don't let me forget i guarantee you it's if i look it up it's probably just an appetite suppressant no this was something that legitimately worked and they took, i mean i'm sure it works they but took there's a lot of shit that the works market asap because they saw people losing weight uh -huh. and what the government and the fda doesn't want okay and here's the conspiracy part and i'm the guy right leave it up to billy as you said in your most <laughs> recent video i'm going to let billy take the i'm telling you right now when they see people getting healthy and of losing course. weight and getting away from obesity. Because being getting, sick is a billion dollar industry. Yes, they took this shit off the market quicker than whatever whatever you want to use analogy or a funny comment, but they took it out. And we'll get to that a little later on. But go ahead, continue. So and I and I wanna uh start with I gave you guys a little bit of background of, of the, the first diet that I've started in the keto. journey of trying mm -hmm. to get lean, which was keto. And it worked. And then I did keto into a competition with my brother. I said, okay, I took the information that my brother told me and I started actually tracking calories while on keto. Because that's the only, keto or not, right? You're not going to lose weight unless you're in a calorie deficit. You can eat 3,000 calories of meat and cheeses and whatever else and still be in ketosis right but the problem is is if you're still in a calorie surplus or at a calorie maintenance you're never going to drop the body fat you're going to maintain that certain body weight and your look is never going to change so i heeded my brother's advice i started to learn how to use my fitness pal and weigh my food and track calories and that was the big secret and i i watched myself like wither away so quick because i was already pretty lean from just doing keto in general i was maintaining somewhere around like a 12 to 13 percent body fat maybe a little bit higher but nothing crazy like i definitely saw abs a little and i and i had a good physique you wouldn't say that i was fat by any means and people that are not privy to nutrition because you know people are probably tuning into this episode that are more paranormal inclined and like all right, all right. i'm gonna follow this hopefully you do because you know as we're getting into more conspiratorial stuff and other stuff later in a little bit. But for people who don't know, 
about body fat and percentage, 12 and 13 to in today's society is pretty healthy. Yeah. It's very, very Absolutely. healthy. I, I would say I would I, say the average it's still healthy. I would say the average American. Actually, I'll, I'll get your opinion. What do you think the average American? Because you know United States is the, you heard in the monologue, we are the most unhealthy country in the world probably. Yeah. And what would you say? I'm going to guess. 20, 24. Like 20, 25, 20 yeah. to 25. Mm-hmm. And body fat. Yeah. Which is not good. Like you want to be in the range of anywhere between 13 to at least 18% body right. fat. That's, that's fathomable. You know, mm-hmm. but um, go ahead, Joe. So you guys got the history. I want to preface by saying after I started that first competition, I didn't play. Actually, I placed. I placed fourth. It wasn't top three. That's good, though. It was It was decent out of like 150 guys. No, that's so really good. It was pretty good. For my first show, it was, you know, but, you know, you, you train hard and, you know, you want first, second. You want, your, you want one of those first Your first, first show, spots. you place fourth out of 100 and something people. That's better than most first timers. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I had I had decent genetics to begin with. And when all the fat trimmed down, I had obliques. And I mean, your your followers can, you know, check out my YouTube or whatever else. I don't know if you want to link it. And they'll, they can take a look to see for themselves to see if there's validity to what I'm saying. Like I wasn't. I wasn't a BS bodybuilder. I, I've I've placed for you know national shows, etc. Um, so that took me on an even deeper journey. Um, I got sick right after that show. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was doing cardio. I had a cheat day after that show. Pretty big cheat day. I went hard. I just ate everything that I could. Yeah, you starved yourself. That people don't and realize bodybuilders pretty much. For if, what, what you know, you gotta you gotta enlighten the, the listeners, right? Here. You gotta bodybuilders when they get on that stage. Yeah, we're 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 depleted. You have they 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 probably sitting at maybe three three percent body fat or four percent. I would I would say I was probably during that show. Just looking back at the pictures, I was probably somewhere in the range of like two three. No, no, I wouldn't two, say two, I wouldn't two, say two that like lean. You're di- you're dead. I, w- I would say like five to six percent. So I was pretty lean. Their stories of, for my first of, show, of first sure. timers and and professionals fainting on stage, because when you go on stage, you have pretty much you're dehydrated. You're swishing water in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You really can't drink because that will bloat you. Um, you eat something with very little sugar in it to get the the um, vascularity mm-hmm. to get the the. Blood sugar right going before so you step on stage. right before you step on you yeah, like your candy pop, or something popping in a gummy worm or or something like that so that the your veins pop out. There's like a, a science before you even go on stage, and yeah. when you go on stage, you're out there, you're so dehydrated, you're so hungry. People do not realize what yeah. bodybuilders do to get on that stage. It's it's definitely you. You have to suffer a little bit. Yeah, you you also have to like. You have to be a little bit of a masochist to a degree. You have to like the suffering. You have to like what it feels like to go without for the glory of what you're doing. Some people think it's ridiculous. So you're only standing on the stage for like 10 minutes and you trained for so long for 10 minutes. Six but months. Yes. To us, it's, it's not about the 10 minutes. It's, a, it's about what the 10 minutes represented to us. It represents the hard work. It represents in the in that ten minutes you can like reminisce of all the hard days that you had through that prep, and it fills you. I think about it now. I get emotional. Like there were emotional moments backstage where I'm like, "Fuck, I'm I'm here." Like 
I put myself through so much hours of cardio and training just to get to this moment. And, um, and to a degree, like you're, you're at the, you're at the very end of your body fat, right? Like, so you're technically like your body doesn't know any different and your body thinks you're dying that you're, you know, withholding calories like this. It probably thinks that you can't find calories if, if, if we're going to like prehistoric times, I'm sure people operated on low body fat that were hunter gatherers because they didn't really. There is no way back then at that time that anyone was overweight. Yeah, not unless know. they had thyroid issues that we didn't. And, know and they were in constant search of calories, and that's kind of what you're just trying to survive. Basically, your body doesn't know that you have food at your disposal. You're just choosing not to eat it. Right? The Romans were really good. They were really <laughs> good shit. Just so you know. We'll talk, we'll talk about the Romans. The Romans. The, the Roman gladiators were uh, were vegan. Horare. That's what the what are the bean eaters? Beans and barley. Beans and barley. That's what it means. We'll get back to that. So. Um, I immediately, uh, got sick after, after that show. Um, I'll, I'll give you the backstory. I worked at the time I was signed with a modeling agency called Silver Model Management and Mike Lyon. For the listeners, Joey is a pretty boy. <laughs> so you guys know. So I know my- I'm not getting all the likes with my face on there <laughs> on those photos. It's Joey. So Mike Lyon, great guy. He was he was my agent at the time. I mean, he, st- he still is. I'm st- I'm still with the um, they're not the they're not the they're not silver anymore. They're um, BMG Talent now. So I was I was signed with Silver at the time, and I had a photo shoot set up um, for my portfolio, and I went into this photo shoot just as prepared as I was for the show. I wasn't as lean in the photo shoot because I had some some cheat days and I shouldn't have, I should have maintained that physique all the way into the photo shoot. But you know, I was months and months without eating um, anything that was like, that I was craving, so to speak, right? So I did this little crash keto diet for about five weeks and got back into some decent shape enough to do the photo shoot. Um, and for some reason during that photo shoot, I felt, I felt sick. I felt nauseous. I felt like the photo shoot was over. Um, I ended up going to the hospital that night. I had like heart palpitations and trying to figure out what's wrong. They had me hooked up to the EKG, all that. I spent probably a day in the hospital. Um, it turns out that I, I had a very high cholesterol score. I think the total score was like 280. It was, it was like off the charts. Um, and I had been in ketosis probably for about a year and a half, maybe a little more. And I, all I'm eating is meat and cheese and meat and cheese. And if you know anything about nutrition, right, uh, meat and cheese, it, the, the price that you pay for that kind of diet is is a higher cholesterol, right? You're, you're just eating a cholesterol-based diet. There's no carbohydrates. There's no fiber. I alluded to that in the monologue if anyone was paying attention. <laughs> so... Um, I got immediate advice from the doctor that I need to stop this diet or else I'm going to have a heart attack before I'm 30 years old. And it hit me heavy. Um, and he said, you have early onset atherosclerosis. They ended up doing like a couple of weeks later that, you know, MRI with the dye and all that. I forget what it's called, but it turns out I had plaque on my arteries and and buildup. And they were like, you know, you're young now. We don't want to put you on a statin. You know, we don't want 
we just want to, he's like, change your diet for a while and come back. We'll run your blood again. Then we'll do this test again and we'll see um, how everything looks from there. Um, and I, and I had asked him, I said, what do you recommend that I, that I eat? Cause I've been eating this way for so long. I don't, you know, and he's like, for now, he's like, just stay away from red meat. He said, stay away from fish. And he said, if you got to have chicken every once in a while, have some chicken, but stick to like plant-based whole foods, you know, oatmeal. And he started just rattling things off. Um, and I said, what about eggs? And he says, he's like, if you do eggs, do egg whites, stay away from the yolk. And truthfully, I didn't like eggs to begin with. I've never really liked, oh, I'm not a big egg guy. So I went and I, I tried this, you know, new way of eating for a little while and immediately felt better within like the first two weeks of it. Uh, and the energy level was crazy. It was just eating fruits, vegetables. Um, occasionally I would have some chicken. But most of most of the diet was I it's just stuck in my head. I'm like, okay, well, chicken's cholesterol. I want I'm trying to bring my cholesterol down. I'm trying to get my blood work right. And so I even stayed away from chicken, abstained as much as I could. And went back the blood work and everything within I would say like I went back two months later. Within two months, my blood work had come back. My total cholesterol score was down in the low. It was under 200 total score, put it that way. And they had done the dye test again. I had clear arteries. Um, so it, the proof was in the pudding for me right then and there. I knew. I was like, okay, this is the way that I have to eat. And now that I already know that all I have to do is maintain a calorie balance, I can just eat these foods, maintain my calorie balance, and still compete. I can still do the thing that I love because I already have the knowledge to do so, right? It was never really about keto. It was more about tracking your calories. And I knew that. I was already equipped with that information. So it wasn't a big setback for me. But then this spawned like this new journey for me. I had changed my major at that time um, and shifted over to nutrition and dietetics. And I'm almost finished. I could, COVID and a lot of different things happened, but truthfully I have like 10 credits left uh, to get my uh, associates in, in nutrition and dietetics. It's not a, a four year yet, but you know I know a substantial amount about nutrition just because I went to school for it. And then on top of that, I utilized what I knew to compete. So that was the advantage that I had over everybody. So everyone, everyone was finding out like, holy shit, you, you're doing this plant-based all of a sudden now. It was like a big shock to everyone. It's like, well, how, how is it a shock? I was like, well, what do you diet? Like, this is just conversations between me and other competitors um, that I'm trying to reference a little bit. Not, this is not, before the Game Changers? This is before the Game Changers. Which is a documentary that was on Netflix about plant-based diets. And I had been following... Um, so after that episode, I started just researching like vegan athletes. And I had found this guy, Nimai Delgado, on, um, on Instagram. And I had been following Nimai since then. It was like He was like the only, at the time, IFBB pro who was a vegan. He was originally vegetarian. He's vegetarian since birth, has never eaten meat in his life. And I was like, I saw his page. I'm like, man, this guy's an IFBB pro. Like, that's where I eventually want to get. I was like, he's fucking jacked and he's shredded and he's never eaten meat. This is, this is crazy. I was like, I gotta, I gotta really follow this guy. I gotta see what he eats. I gotta, I gotta know more about this guy. So 
and he's the one in the game changers. So uh, he, he's one of the one of the bodybuilders that they interview, and never won the Olympia or anything like that. He never went that far to go down that road in the Olympia, though. You know what you have to do. Like if you want to make it that big on that type of platform, it's not just about the food. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to steroids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you said it. There you go, John. <laughs> <laughs> so. I commended him. I respected him for being this natural athlete and not wanting to. You know, he ended his bodybuilding career because he's like, I'm already IFBB pro. The only place left to go from here is Olympia qualifications. And do, does he want to go that route? And he knew what he probably had to do in order to go that route. It's compromise your belief systems. So if he believes in health first and foremost and, and veganism, obviously he's not going to be inclined to injecting a foreign substance into his body to get to the top of the game just for the sake of, of doing so. Um, but he does very well. He's a, a follow him. He's a, if, if your listeners are listening and you want somebody to follow who puts out good content about food and he's got his own supplement company now where he makes vegan protein, which is delicious by the way. What is it? Um, veg nutrition. They make a nice, they make a good creatine. I've used their creatine. Um, and their protein is it. They have this vanilla ice cream flavor. It's insane. Um, all third-party tested stuff. He has no like trace heavy metals in his protein. So he puts out a good product and he's really transparent about his company. Um, so I started following this guy and I, I was convinced. I was like, this is it. I'm just going to figure this out and ignore the cravings. Because at first there were cravings. There was, I, I thought about steak. I thought about chicken. Yep. It, it took me, uh, I would say, about a good six months before everything kind of like disappeared. Uh, and it might take other people longer. Other people talk about having those cravings for years. Or shorter. Because I'm going to tell my story when you're done. So and if you know um, a little bit about, your your wife may know about this. Um, what What is her um, background again? Biochemist. Biochemist. So I'm sure she knows a fair bit about microorganisms and things like yeah, that. Yeah, she knows a lot. Our, our gut microbiome is basically little organisms speaking to us, telling us what to eat and what to crave so that those little organisms can survive. It's, it's like a network that's uh, of, of little beings, if you want to sort of speak, like that are trying to maintain their status within your body and put cravings into your head, you know? So, and that's, that's, it takes time for these, you know, gut micro or, or the gut microbiome to change to adapt to the new lifestyle that you're trying to incorporate into your body so if there's anybody listening and you're trying to and you want to transition into a new diet understand that that's part of it you know like you have to wait till your body can or your gut microbiome can adapt to these new foods that you're that you're eating so fast forward to 2019 i am four competitions in, um, I have looked better than I have ever looked, even on the keto diet. I am fuller. I am bigger. Like I am almost, I'm right there where I could have in 2019, I needed one more year in 2020. And we all know what happened in 2020. The government. The I government. mean, uh, the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't able to compete in 2020 and I had so much size 
coming into the 2020 season and and I was maintaining a good level of low body fat. I was ready to compete at the top of my level. I had already qualified for nationals. I was going to do a national show. You have to edit the COVID thing out of your YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I can't. I know. You know, <laughs> I, as soon as you mention it's it. me, not Joey. Okay, guys, for all those listening, it's me. I'm the guy. I'm the bad guy. Joey's the good guy. He's also prettier than me. So <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so. I, I think I had a good shot at at least, you know, giving guys on the national level a run for their money, depending on what show I picked, right? Sometimes the, these freaks show up at these shows that are just like, not only genetic anomalies, but they're under everything under the sun. So they look like supermen. Steroids. You just, you just walk in there, ready to compete, all natural. Yeah. And fucking Bane walks in. Exactly. Presses the button. It just and that's it. So, but I had good size. I'm talking like it before I stepped on stage with a good pump. My arms would probably be like 19 inches. My shoulder width was good. I, I had I really focused on my shoulders, bringing them up. I was I was right there. And um, like I said again, that that was that was my passion. Twenty from all the way from 20 and it still is to a degree i'm gonna try to get back on the stage that's what this youtube series is about um but i have done it plant-based ever since and the reason for that it's not that i couldn't go back to eating chicken or steak it's just that i truthfully enjoy the way that i eat and i know that sounds crazy like man you don't miss chicken you don't miss steak and it's like there's so many substitutes that if i do think about it i can go to that substitute and get that little fix and then when I'm trying to get that fix, I realize within that fix, it's it's actually not what I wanted. And sometimes I'll be mid-meal eating something that's like a processed, you know, soy-based product, like an Impossible Burger or or a Beyond. And I'll realize like, I don't want to finish this and I'll go get myself some fruit or something, you know, and and that gives me more of the satiety that I'm looking for than the actual fake meat product. Uh, and I think the reason is, is because now I'm hardwired to wanting more carbohydrates. My body craves carbohydrates, which can also be a bad thing. Um, you can spiral out of control really fast on a vegan diet and gain a lot of weight if you're not careful about the foods that you choose and about the calories that you're consuming. I did it myself. After 2020, like we're talking end of 2020, no gyms are open. I hadn't been to the gym in a long time. I hadn't been out running. They made you afraid of everything. You know, you, you can't even go outside your door. Finally, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to work out. I started taking down the things that they had these little fences around the, the pull-up bars at the park. I fucking took those down, started working out. They actually tried. And here we are going back to the COVID talk, which we just did last week. But I mean, all the truth's coming out. But they actually said, and this was another thing that we didn't get into last week. But this got debunked too. Beginning, they said gyms are the worst place for you to be because of the bacteria and the dirt and the germs. Da 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 da. da right? The guy from Jersey. What, what was the the guy from Jersey that, that that Jersey guy fought fought for his gym and yeah, opened it up and went through lawsuits and now he he has so much evidence to sue the shit out of of um, 
What was the governor of uh, Jersey? At the time, man. Oh, know. man. Um, they get rid of gover- governors like they get rid of underwear. I was, I feel like Murphy, something Murphy. Well, I don't know. I don't know very much about Jersey with, with that, but at the time, he was getting sued, this gym owner. He was trying to state his cause. There was people backing him, and he was getting shut down and fined the whole nine, all this bullshit. Studies came out. They were saying the gym is the worst place. Meanwhile, people are going to the supermarket. Right. You know, what one-way aisles, you have to follow the arrows, which everything came out to be bullshit. So whatever, long story short, when they finally did open the gyms and they allowed us to have our freedom back to go keep fit and stay healthy, right? Right. A study came out that said they actually, in at least for New York City with uh, Gov- Lord Cuomo and, uh, you know, de Blasio. Because uh, a gym's opened in Westchester first, not New York City. So I, I went straight to this gym called Mount Vernon Barbell when they opened. And um, the study came, they said that if, you know, we see a spike in COVID cases because of the gyms, we're shutting the gyms down again. First of all, go fuck yourself. So, but they did a study that came out that the gyms were actually the lowest in, in possible place po- of possible transmission. transmission because yeah, the healthiest they- people... We're going to, to the, the gym, gym yeah. which corrected everybody that said the gym is the worst place. They, now, granted, the first three, four months were really bad. I believe everything should have stayed closed the first three, four months to f- figure out what the hell's going on. Right. But at the five, six month mark, open the gyms up. People need to stay healthy. Yeah. And, and, and that and, was a big problem during the pandemic. I found myself going down the path of the bad vegan. I was not giving a damn about what I ate. I was just making anything and everything. Um, I, you know, it's crazy, including margaritas with my wife at the time. It, the, <laughs> the, the craziest, the craziest thing is I was actually in the best shape of my life during the pandemic. That's wild. I, I swear I have pictures to prove it. I have date, time date stamps of photos I, think, I took. I think I got this like fatigue of, I was, I had just come off competition and I had been training so hard for so long, and now there's no end game. There's no, there's no competitions to be had in 2020. What they did, granted, again, I have Depression. to keep. I have to keep reiterating. Depression kicked in really hard. COVID was very real, and I'll keep saying it. I'm blue in the face. You can hate me for saying this with the time period. COVID was very real for like the first from March when it really shut down everything to about June. After that, it was very, very much overkill. And now we have the data and the studies right. to prove that I'm not just saying it. A lot of people had immunity. A lot of yeah. people were getting and immunity because they had been exposed, et but what, what they what ended up happening within the first three months when it was really bad, and then when they overkilled it, right? And I'm not just talking about New York. I'm talking about every single state, except certain states, that they made people go into like this psychosis, yeah. They they really brainwashed people to believe, and people are still brainwashed. People are still wearing the mask. People are still like, you know, online they go get their nineteenth booster shot, you know. But they really made people so scared to even step foot outside the door. Like yeah. people might. Well, they were it, it, posting those videos. Remember, like p- videos of people like dropping dead at the bus stops in China. Remember those people that were all over the floor, like oh, and, and like you were seeing China like spray aerosol things into the air yeah. and they were all in hazmat suits they used we the like, place shit. where the virus came from from a bat and and you know shut down but people. They, china sensationalized it 1000 yes. because like no one was dropping dead at bus stops 
And they were showing bodies all over the floor, like like people were dying in their streets, right. just collapsing out of nowhere. No one was really collapsing in the United States. No, well, they, not that I know of. I didn't see anybody. Fucking, I I did. And I was out there. I mean, you did see people, unfortunately, dying at a high at a high high clip. You know what I mean? But to get back into it, the gyms were when they did open, were essentially some of the healthiest places you could be in because you were around people that were healthy. I stayed into I stayed in I was in great shape because um I'll get into to my vegan story I went vegan for I came I referred to you I said yeah. Joey I'm 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 I was trying to get into a, a police department and they had called me up and they kind I kind of got the letter in the mail fairly late I got the letter in the mail like the first week of August in 2019 and it says the, your your physical test exam is at the end of September, and it's I was I was like fuck. And I looked at the physical tests and what I had to do. And yeah, I was like I had to do twenty five push ups, uh, in a row. Not a problem. Not a problem, right? I had to do twenty something sit ups in under a minute, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I think I could do it. I did that at Pelham Bay Park. I knocked it out. I could do sit ups. The run, the mile and a half run, my time to do it was in 12 minutes, mile and a half. And I knew that was going to be the problem. Now, for you, for, I wanted to be a police officer. Not so much anymore. Um, I guess that ship has sailed. And with the way things are in the world, I guess it's a, a blessing in disguise. But I needed to do this run, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I said, Joey, I always knew, I always knew you to be a runner. When you go to Dolphin Gym, that treadmill, you were always on the treadmill. Yeah. I said, I said, Joey, what, what should I do? And you were like... To be honest with you, you should go vegan because you'll drop your cholesterol. Because I discussed with you, my cholesterol was high. So one of the precautions I did before I went and automatically failed was I, I did blood work, which I hate going to the doctors then, and I hate it even more now. And my cholesterol was probably up there with yours in that story you told. My cholesterol was 275, right? And in my family, we have diabetes and we have high cholesterol. So even though I, I felt that I was predominantly healthy, I wasn't necessarily healthy internally from things I was eating that I thought was healthy, which is kind of the premise of this episode. You think you're healthy, you think you're doing the wrong, the right thing, but you're really not. Because when you do, there's things you don't know that right, they're not the, telling the, you. The word moderation is so convoluted. People mm -hmm. use it all the time, but no one actually knows what their moderation, what moderation is. is. Right. So eventually, I did the pre-blood work. My cholesterol was two, uh, 275. I was sitting at about 180. And, um, yeah, not good. And I couldn't, couldn't run. I, I did, a, I think one lap and I was like heaving. Like I, I I'm, I've never been a runner. You did the lap with me. I ne I was never a runner. I hate running. I hated cardio, whatever. Um, sporadically I do cardio in the gym throughout my years of doing it. And I got into habits, but I hated cardio. So I was like, let me do this vegan thing. And I remember the first week and a half being super hard, finding things to eat, looking online, look, referring to you. Right. Cause when I got to the two week mark, I actually noticed that I had a little more energy. Skin was clearing up. My hair was looking thicker, which I don't have hair problems, but I was noticing certain things. But my craving for meat actually went away very quickly because I've always been on this mindset where whatever I put my mind to, I can do very well. I've, I've, I've quit chewing tobacco, cold turkey um, on more than one occasion. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to stop. You know, I used to chew like, like a maniac, right, you know? Really? And... Um, I did it. I quit the, the craving and I was going to the gym at five in the morning before work. 
five in the morning, I was on the treadmill 30 minutes a day, every day. Uh, and then I would lift weights. And I started seeing that every week I went back to Pelham Bay Park to do the laps. It went from couldn't even do a lap to doing the lap, to doing a lap and a half every week, every week, every week. By the time of the test, which they really screwed me twice. So the, um, by the time of the test, they changed the date from the Saturday morning to the Sunday morning uh, in September um, in 2019. So I actually had to rebook my flight to Disney because I was supposed to fly to Disney that Sunday morning, right? They moved the test to Sunday morning. Mm. So I was like, fuck, I'm missing a day in Disney. Now I'm going to have to fly by myself, which I hate flying. We already know that. So Egypt, you know. But anyways, <laughs> I um, by the time of the test, I felt that I could do it. And I had failed the practice test miserably. I did six laps, or I think it was six laps to do a mile and a half. And I, I did it in like 15 minutes and 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was struggling. But this was very early. Eventually, long story short, I, uh, I ended up going in there and I flew through that test. I banged out the push-ups. I banged up the sit-ups. No problem. And I did the run. And I did the run in 11 minutes. So I had a minute to spare of the 12 minutes given my time mm-hmm. that I had. And I have the test papers to this day. I remember a couple of times at the track, you completed the run with me and that was when we knew like okay you're you're I'm, ready for this yeah this is this is like stuff is stuff is working and this was the vegan thing that you gave me and i was buying vegan stuff i was you know totally i was buying vegan butter i was doing everything i was getting i was off meat off all that i i was so proud of myself i um i cried because at the end i cried to my friend and i had lost a friend during this whole time period too like my friend Matt, um, you know, unfortunately did something and, you know, he's not here with us no more. So I was like very emotional because I was supposed to reach out to him to let him know how I did with the test. And um, his the day of the test was like on his birthday. It was like it was very emotional for me. So when I did everything, I was I felt very accomplished. I, I was on the, on the right step to where I wanted to be in a career that I wanted to be in. Um, I hated my job, so I was like, this is my way out. I know I'm, I'm, and I had everyone saying, you passed the physical test, you're in, you're in. I did so well when I went to Disney World, I didn't cheat. I stayed on that vegan diet. I passed up everything you could possibly imagine eating in Disney World and yeah. Orlando Universal Studios. I passed up the, the Harry Potter beer drink, the butterscotch drink right, that everyone right. goes to. They crazy. have a vegan one now. Yeah, well, of course they didn't at the time I was there. But I, <laughs> I, I, my hotel had one place that was making vegan burgers, and I was having that every night when I was hungry. Um, there was a, a point in the trip where they went to McDonald's, the biggest McDonald's in Florida, right, or in the world. It was in Florida. I didn't have no nothing. I, I looked online. Is, is McDonald's fries vegan? I was like, it was like, nope. I was like, fuck. So I didn't eat nothing. I went to McDonald's and didn't eat nothing. I went back to the hotel and got myself the vegan burger. I got uh, the vegan um, vegan pizza out there that they had with like no cheese. That's a, a lot of things that people don't know is like the majority of even cheat foods sometimes that are vegan are low in calorie. And granted, you'll get the, the stuff occasionally that's super high in calorie, like the cheesecakes and yeah. whatnot, like the vegan cheesecakes. And but, but even the even vegan pizza is pretty low in calorie. Like, I did my thing out there. I came back, and um, you know, I did my thing, and I, I continued it. In December, around my birthday, I wanted to see where I was at. I was feeling extraordinary. I had dropped down to 175, 172 pounds. 
I was feeling great. I was in the gym. I was lean. I was also bouncing at the time. People were coming up to me, giving me compliments. Like, you dropped the abs weight. were out. Yeah, yeah, you know, my abs were out. My face was looking like Buzz Lightyear. I was looking pretty good. So I went, to, went back to the doctor. And mind you, my cholesterol was 275 and I was 185, right? Around there. He gave me a call back like a day and a half later. He says, Billy, uh, what, are you, what are you doing? You know, your blood work's in. I was like, oh, man, you know, fuck. He's going to tell me he some shit. Tell, yeah. And he was like, no. He's like, your cholesterol went from 275 to 170. And this was August to December. So it was like four months, right? August, September, October, October. It's like five months. Um, he was like, you're, you weigh at 172 pounds. And he's like, everything about your blood work is exceptional compared to a couple months ago. He's like, what are you doing? He says, I went vegan. And I did that all the way up into the, um, the pre-start of 2021. I was vegan for like a year and change. Um, but I gave the vegan thing up because at some point, and you know, I'm not taking the light off of you. you know, like I said, no, no. these diets are not for everybody. No, and there, and that's another thing that I'll touch on later. That you know, the vegan diet, um, scientifically. You can correct me if I'm wrong because you've been doing this for 10 years. There is a blood type that you can stay on the vegan diet for your whole entire life. And I remember reading that. I remember seeing that on shows. I don't have that blood type. And at, in the month of November and uh, September, October, November, I was going to the gym and I was walking in there. And I was literally feeling like I was exhausted. And at that time, I was still working at my old job. So I get out of work at 3.30. It was fairly early. And um, I was just no energy. I would I'd do one or two workouts, three sets. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, I cannot work out. I'm, I'm physically tired. And I was like scratching my head like, okay, what is going on? So I was like, all right, I've been to the doctor before. I know he's not going to tell me anything bad. I've been fucking following this shit for a year and change now. And um, he took my blood work, right? And I did supplement iron. I did supplement calcium. I did supplement my, well, I was eating bananas, but my potassium. I had all these types of pills of stuff you can't really get from a vegan diet that's harder to get. Not saying you can't get, but it's a little harder to get, difficult to get. And um, he called me back again, day later. And um, he was like, "Um, your magnesium and your iron levels are detrimentally low. Like, he's like, when you get off the phone with me, I said, I need you to go eat a steak or a burger immediately because that's why you're feeling so tired. He's like, you are, are, are months away. I would argue with him. but Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, you are months away from like being anemic, from being anemic or like just legit passing out. Mm-hmm. And um, I was feeling a lot colder too, like out of like I was I was feeling cold and getting like random shivers at certain times at night. I mean, mine just was going into fall, winter. Um, so I said to myself in November, this is right before the holidays. I was like, all right, I'm going to treat myself to one meal a week with fish. Cause I was like, you know, a fish once a week is better than eating steak or chicken. And I went in, I went, I got sushi and I just like salmon. Salmon is the only sushi I eat. I don't like tuna. I don't like squid, eel, all that other shit that they put in the rice, the rice. All right. And I ate it and nothing happened. I didn't feel sick. I didn't get like withdrawals or anything like that. Then we went to the holidays and I was like, all right, in the holidays, I'm just going to have, you know, I tried to, 
I, I was basically now transforming into like a vegetarian and I didn't feel bad about it because I was still not eating like, you know, and um, were you feeling better, better is the point. I, I felt better. I felt my energy levels increased. And um, to this day, I'm eating pretty much everything. I don't really eat steak like that. Mm -hmm. uh, steak is like for me is like something I have like once every three, four months. Uh, I do eat chicken now, but I did the vegan thing. And what my story is alluding to is the diet did work for me. And I feel that if things weren't as pricey, because I'm a penny pincher, my my you know, my boss you have he, to be these my, days. Yeah, especially now. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you. But uh, my boss says, you know, you're so, you're so you're like a you know you're so stingy. You know, you're a typical Italian in your mom's basement, which I don't live with my mom. But in your mom's basement, you know, mooching off of her. And, and, you know, back then I was able to do it, but now not so much because, you know, at that time that I was doing a vegan thing, I'd buy vegan butter. My whole family would use it, but I was buying two shopping lists. I was buying what they ate, which they didn't want to eat my vegan stuff. My daughter would be like, I don't like the vegan stuff. Yeah. I know. Like, and so I was buying two different and now it's like, in which we get into in the second half of this episode is the prices for the healthy stuff is crazy and it's crazier right. now i won't say thanks to who but it's crazier now and i cannot do that so i try to really now follow where i'm watching my calories that's important i think that's the most important thing that i will say for your listeners is that when you're trying to diet or just to lose weight i wouldn't say go extreme and do one extreme diet fad i wouldn't say go keto I wouldn't say immediately go vegan. I would say immediately start to look at how many calories you're having in a day. I'm a realist, but I do I think that the vegan diet is optimal? I've done a decent amount of research to know that the vegan diet is optimal for everyone. That being said, I also believe that it's not for everyone because everyone has been eating, and like we talked about the micro gut biome, people have been eating these things for a lifetime. It's going to be hard to break these habits. So with, um, without breaking habits, the most pertinent thing that you can do to increase your health overall is to check your calories. What am I having throughout the day? And then from there, start doing things like eliminate certain processed foods. A lot of processed foods are high in calorie, low in satiety. And have a lot of bad things of course it. right um and right off the bat you're going to start to notice a couple of things your weight is going to drop um your energy levels are going to go up but along with that is like, all right so what do i eat instead of the things that i normally eat that are processed a lot of people just go to like some go-to things snacks and chips and whatever let's, let's give analogies right for people actually trying to be healthy They'll go to a bag of vegetables, right? Low in calorie. But what people don't realize within the bag of vegetables that you can keep in your freezer for months mm -hmm. is that there are pesticides and processing to the vegetables to keep them fresh in the bagged vegetables. And I learned this when I was doing the vegan diet, mm -hmm. as opposed to going the extra couple of dollars and miles to go to places like Whole Foods and buy the fresh picked vegetables right. and making them a day later after buying them or that night. And that would be the 
smarter choice if you're trying to maintain some kind of healthy, you know, some kind of healthy diet instead of getting the bagged vegetables would be to go to get fresh picked organic vegetables or even going to a farmer's market or a place that, you know, has organic stuff instead of getting the, the vegetables. So it's very easy to go and stop and shop right. and buy, you know, veggie sticks. You think that's good. No, it's really not. Or, you know, the, the chip, the, the, the chip the form chips, of, yeah. they're high in saturated fat. Yeah. It was loaded with sodium. They're fried. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things that you got to watch. It's still processed. Right. And I wouldn't say go completely whole foods, but incorporate whole foods into your diet, get rid of the processed things immediately right away. Um, and you're going to start seeing some change. There's something that you can go online. It's a quick Google. It's called the satiety index. It's going to give you a list of foods that have the most satiety, meaning it's going to keep you feeling full for a long period of time. And you're going to be happy about what you're eating by and large. Um, so go Google the satiety index take a look at those foods and start filling your shopping cart with those foods. You're going to notice that a lot of those foods are plant-based. Uh, one of those foods on the list is steak. Steak is also has a very high satiety index, um, but also baked potato. Baked potato has much higher satiety index than steak. And so does sweet potato and much lower in calorie. And obviously no cholesterol comes along with that. Um, I do feel that if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, you know, I've been tinkering with the vegan diet and I'm, I think I'm, I'm listening to this for the first time, I'm going to go full-fledged with it because um, Joe's been vegan eight years, 10 years, or close to 10 years. Uh, and it's, um, you know, it's something that I want to do. I will say, be very meticulous about small things, right? Like you have to meet your energy needs. You have to meet your essential nutrients, micros, macros, micros, um, obviously your, your multivitamins, your, your iron, your omega-3 fatty acids. Um, that's the drawback to a vegan diet is that you have to make sure that you have to get yourself at least a, a vitamin B12 supplement if the foods that you're eating aren't fortified with vitamin B12. Meaning if you're not drinking an almond milk that already has B12 included and it doesn't hit your daily requirement, Make sure that you have a, a B12 spray or a, a, a pill, you know, or um, even DHA omega-3s. There's a big controversy right now about DHA omega-3s. Um, and there are some really good studies um, out on omega-3s. And there's a, there's a doctor on Instagram who puts a, he's a, he has his master's in nutrition. Um, he's... He's a doctor. He is a doctor in nutrition. So these are the doctors that you want to be listening to, the doctors that have their masters in nutrition, not the not your local physician. Or yeah, not your. Uh, they don't. They your don't, primary doctor. Your primary doctor just doesn't have the knowledge on nutrition to really be giving you advice on nutrition. They have knowledge on. They have basic knowledge on nutrition. Health. Yes, they they definitely have knowledge on nutrition. I'm not going to knock, but the, not the doctor, to the never. not. Yeah, not to, but not the, to the extent, extent that somebody has a nutritionist that has a master's degree, but also is a doctor in that field as well, or right. has his doctorates in nutrition and dietetics. Um, these are the people that are at the forefront of the science that read all the data, everything that's new that's coming out, they're reading and they're investing all of their time. Um, this doctor, I think his name is Idra, Idra Mul, I'm going to butcher his name. 
All right, Nick's not Bull here. D. Anyway, and <laughs> anyway, well, I'll I'll send you a, a little screenshot of his Instagram. This way, you can, that your listeners can know what doctor I'm talking about. And he more or less busts myths about um, nutrition, and people tag him in things. Hold the bust myths things. I this is I want to get into this with this half of the episode. So we went, we talked about we you gave your elaborate story from keto to from keto Guido to vegan. Yep. So, but um, you know. One of the people that we praise, right? We are the paddle ones, as you would say, to podcasting above this guy, Joe Rogan. And I, I, and we talked about this a few weeks ago on an episode that when we talk, when we had this episode that we're doing now, that this is the one thing that Joe Rogan talks about that is, I wouldn't say condescending to your lifestyle, but he doesn't agree with the vegan lifestyle of course right and now as a former vegan for the year and change that i i did it right which i have nothing bad to say about being vegan at all i it, i would actually before i go see a doctor i would actually probably give myself a month so let's say i'm going to see a doctor uh in july or august i would go a whole month vegan to reset my body so that that makes sense. I think a month is good, actually. That makes sense. You know, so, like, so before I see a doctor, you're trying to find balance. Because if I go see a doctor now, he's gonna just he's just gonna tell you're me Terry and he, he's gonna be like, go write your will. Because you know what would work and like being reality is is and that's the thing. We'll talk. We'll talk after the podcast is over. I feel like that I could probably get you back to tip top shape and veganism. And I'm not be saying like, Holy I'm in crap. The energy's back. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm in bad shape. I would say, listen, I got a little belly, which is average. But I think you know, muscle physique no, wise, no, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I would be average. I, not where I was once was, but I would do the vegan thing for a month before I go see a doctor just to reset my body, my blood work. And to be honest with you, had I seen a doctor that month in August 29th, uh, after, oh, I did. But instead of waiting to December, and I went to a doctor in October, I would hundred percent say that even my blood work then and my cholesterol levels would be good. Right. Now, to get to my point, some of the premise of this episode is looking into things that is in our food, the diets they tell us are good, and Joe Rogan is, you know, somebody that we look up to, right? We'll never I, be. I, on. Lo- I love his podcast, but you can never agree with that everything that everyone says, right? Or, or, or so he or says, everything that one person says. He says, says you, know, you know, he does say the negatives of the vegan thing, right? One of the negatives being that, you know, he has people on saying that. If you're a vegan and you're one of those, and you're not, you're not one of those people telling, you know, yelling at someone eating a hamburger. Those, so the, that's, those that's, are the extremists. So here's the thing. There's a, there, the, the word vegan is loaded, right? If you can, cl- if you claim you're a vegan, you are a, and I say vegan because I don't, for the, I'm, for the can most, I say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say plant-based. I, I, I'll, I, I'll tell you why. I know you have occasionally, a, I know you have a channel, so right. you have to really watch what you say. Me, I don't give a fuck. No, so yeah, I, I will just say it for you. <laughs> Joey is a vegan who does it for the nutritional values and health reasons of his of his diet and his lifestyle. Joey's not a vegan that is going to yell at someone for eating a hamburger and yell in your face and scream no, and do not. all that. I'll say it. Those are right. those are activists. Those are the activists, right? And and, and we see so those the, those people are more so like I I care for the animals. I, I'm I'm yes. an activist. For, we I'm, see I'm the activism activist a lot 
on media today in every aspect of every category in our everyday life. I'm sure we'll see some tomorrow for some things that are happening tomorrow, which I'm not even going to watch the news to, tomorrow. To each their own. Yeah, to each his own. But, so Joey didn't say it. But however, what Joe Rogan said to certain things, which I was getting into, is that to be vegan, you are killing every subpar animal and insect in order to get those foods for the vegan diet. Like, I, I do have a rebuttal to that statement. So it's a, it's, it's something that, that meat eaters like to say, but the truth of the matter is, so are they, because they eat plants as well. Joe Rogan's not a carnivore. Joe Rogan has a omnivorous diet, which means Joe Rogan probably eats about as much plants as I do. Um, he, yeah, I do. I, I, he, he's he in phenomenal own, shape. He's in he's in good shape. He oh, I I would I would I would guess that he fills his his meat based requirements for his calories on total calories for the day. Like if he tracked and you kept it on My Fitness Pal, his total calories for the day I would say meat is somewhere around thirty percent of his diet. He no actually more. for one month I believe so eighty percent of his diet is still plant based, right? But the other part. But is, the other part is so right. so when he's casting stones at vegans for saying oh we're responsible for but no they. Cattle is more responsible for the deforestation of the planet than, and th these are facts. Like we have to level the entire, you know, sections of the rainforest in order to keep up with cattle consumption for the Western world. People like eating meat; they enjoy steak, and I get it. I, I've I have my fair share of steaks. I I did the keto diet for quite a while, and before the keto diet, I wasn't vegan either. So I've been eating steak my whole life. It's only recently, in these last, you know almost 10 years that I've, that I, I've started I remember the way. days before you were vegan where I was bowling with my magical hands. Oh, yeah. And, and we were like slamming down McDonald's right afterwards. Yeah, or, or, for sure. You know, I, I remember. And I was, I was heavy. I was, I was like 235 pounds at I my biggest. Say, I wouldn't say you were ever heavy. I it's, just, I carried it well, Your though. face, your, yeah, your face was more like my face. My, my, you know, what's crazy, bro, is like, Everyone is different, right? They gain weight different. You can see when they're losing weight and certain body, you know, and for me, it's, first of all, it's my, it's first, it's my face. I know I'm having a good week when I can see my, my jaw bones, you know, my jaw and my, and my cheekbones, you know, I, and it's crazy because it has to do a lot with salt and water. But if I'm eating clean, like I, I my face shrinks. And when I was vegan, bro, my face was so defined. And then I have my, my, my pooch, which has been my, which is the average person above 30 has a problem losing their belly fat. It's their immediate yeah. lower abdomen. Yeah. It's a stress hormone. So, you know, everyone gains and loses weight and you could see it in certain areas. I never say that you were ever fat, ever. You just, your face was a little puffy. I have pictures of me, you and Bosh, Rob. I'll show you a picture where you were like, damn, you were that Oh, we, we all have them. You know, we all have them. But to get back onto the, the Rogan thing, you know, that he, he says certain things. Now, this is something that I have to take his and side. Here's, here's also like one thing I want to say before you take his side. Joe Rogan is hev heavily funded by meat companies. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, and he gets free meat. I'm and, actually what and, I'm. And, what and I'm, they're, they're big sponsors of his podcast. What I'm going to say. So there's a conflict of interest here. I'm not going to say anything that, that immediately takes his side. I'm just going to say because you actually alluded to something. When you were talking before, you were like, "Are you eating an Impossible Burger, right?" Or, or, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Beyond Burger, right? And then you're like, "I don't want to finish this." It happens right. a lot, I'll be right? Honest. Because I was someone that in the beginning, right? It's hard for someone that turns vegan in the beginning 
to just go cold turkey. Right. It's very, 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 very hard. Right. And it was hard for me the first few weeks. Right. So I immediately started looking to meet substitutes, which in my opinion, after learning this is not really your best course of action. Right. You might not like the taste or you might like the taste, but the meat substitutes for vegan diets. Now, again, I'm not knocking the vegan diet. I want, I did it once, but if you're going to do the vegan diet, I would highly recommend not eating those meat substitutes every single day. No. Because we talk about this. The sodium is way too high. Right. There is a lot of artificial stuff in there. And there's a lot of preservatives. There's a lot of, um, what's the word? Blanked out. I hate when this happens when I'm in the middle of talking. Um, The, um, when you, you, the food, when you do stuff to the food. uh, Fuck. Carcinogens? No. No. Damn it, man. We just literally oh, talk. genetically engineering? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I, I'm, it'll come to me, but there's a lot of stuff in these, these, you know, these vegan burgers, right, that are supposed to be healthy, which I saw as healthy in the beginning when I did it. I would say if you want a, if you want a burger, Preservatives do, and do, do like a bean burger. Right. You, know, you can make bean, your own. Uh, so really, there's so many easy recipes. The main, the main thing I'm saying is, and this is pro- the premise of the episode, is a lot of these things that are in our food that shouldn't be, that we shouldn't be eating, are also... In the diets that we they tell us are good, but there's food within these diets that aren't good. Right. The Beyond Burger and the Impossible Burger that I pounded down in the beginning were was not good. And my mom was just like, "You're eating this shit. You don't even know what's inside of it." And fucking turns out that you know it's once in a while your parents are right. They she was absolutely right. Inside of the Impossible Burger and the Vegan Burger. Uh, I mean, the uh, Impossible and the Beyond Burger, which are these vegan burgers, there's a lot of shit that's really not that good, which would open my eyes to why essentially... But here's here's the here's the, the counter-argument to that as well. There are... And, and burgers should be something, especially a burger like that, should be ha- had sparingly. Like whenever it's like an occasion or you're going out to dinner, you should definitely not have those every day. Just like you should definitely not have actual beef burgers every single day if you're on omnivorous diet reason being is red meat is super high in cholesterol when you cook meat meat is carcinogenic um it i'm gonna play a clip for you guys in a moment um it's about colorectal cancer and it's linked to uh red meat so and and these are these are like new studies that are coming out the science is definitive now um it's for, for a lot of people who are on one end of the spectrum that they're just like gung-ho, like meat, 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 you know, like real kind of caveman mentality, I would say break that mentality. It's going to save you down the line, down the long run of, of some kind of really like troubled problem. And we're not saying have. don't completely give it up. I'm not saying give it up. I'm but saying watch, moder- the, watch the amount that you intake. have. The, the poison is always in the portion, right? And that goes with everything in life. And that goes... Again, with vegan burgers. Right. You can't have... Food. I would choose the vegan burger over the beef burger based on the new information that I have about colorectal cancer and meat as a carcinogen right. on the whole. I Well, you know what? Like I said, and I was, I was on board with the vegan thing for a while. I'm a firm believer with the way I work now. My, my job is a physical job, right? And I cannot find myself to you know, be able to eat the foods on a diet like that. I, I'm more on watching my calorie intake now. Absolutely. You know, because 
where I work, the surrounding area, the food options are very limited. The food where I work is is they have healthy options. They actually have vegan options there now as well. So right. if you want to come to my job with the family, and I'm sure you still choose them every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely. And when if, when you come to to my place of work, um, which you know, like I said, come with the whole family. I'll take care of you. They have a whole bowl there with like this vegan chicken and tofu and all these vegan options. Now they kind of cater to that crowd. Tofu is great for you, by the you way. Know, now people don't. It doesn't get a lot of credit. I don't oh, like so. I, I tried tofu. I went to. You uh, got to You got to have it the right way. Very right? early gotta, in the vegan diet, I went to um, the. Uh, I'm gonna make you a tofu dish. The, 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 damn, the, this is fucking. This is what's good. that? That Chinese franchise? Of you, Chinese uh, teriyaki tofu. Me and my wife, she loves it. What's that? That uh, famous like uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a chain of places. Uh, um, Chinese restaurant. It's at the um, it's at the Westchester uh, Mall. Oh, uh, Panda Express. No, no, at the Westchester Mall they have it. The Chinese restaurant there. It's like a, it's like a chain. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on a lot of things. Today. Are you sure it's not Panda Express? The Chinese no, no, restaurant. No, Panda it's, Express um, is a chain. Oh, uh, PF Chang's. Yes, there you go. PF Chang's. Very early in the vegan diet, we went to. They PF. have a horrible tofu dish, dude. I I, I was I, I, I was it. early in the. It was very early. Early. I had I had set up a, a you know like a. Um, my godson is my my best friend is I'm his godfather to his son. So we set up this thing where our kids were going to meet up and eat and whatever. And I was in the vegan thing. I was like very early and I was like a month in and I was like, I didn't want to break it. And I was craving at that point, you know, um, the Mongolian beef favorite dish there. And I was like, damn, I can't have it. I'm on this diet. I'm doing good. I had the, the vegan option there, which was this tofu. I hated it. Moral of the story. I didn't like tofu, but to each his own. But what I was getting at, moderation with things is, is super important. You have I'm gonna, to I'm gonna play this clip like, for you. Now, like what Joey why. said, your moderation has to legitimately be like me, I eat McDonald's once every six months or even once every eight months. I just had it recently. I will not have McDonald's again probably until like October, November, right? Maybe even my birthday. You know, I, I, I cheat on my birthday. I'll get something that I've been craving, whether it's sushi, McDonald's, Wendy's, whatever. It's a treat. It's, it's a treat. rare. It's not something you should be eating every day. Regularly. So if your moderation is once a week, guess what? Eating McDonald's once a week is not great for you. Yeah. You're in, you're putting yeah, that, that shit. Mo- that moderation might be like, you should do it once every six months. Yeah. Once honest, every six months, on once what, every what three months, if you really want I don't even know if McDonald's is real beef. <laughs> well, you know, it's crazy. Wendy's had this, this Wendy's is like the... The, the you know they they tweet some mission like horrible yeah horrible. they're like the king of fresh meat buddies, yeah like, you know? like so McDonald's not too long ago maybe like a couple of years ago was like we're now using one hundred percent real beef and Wendy's was like literally so you weren't like literally tweeted like what were you using this entire time like they're vicious <laughs> like Wendy's if you're gonna eat any fast food Wendy's is the way to go. And unfortunately, the only Wendy's in this neighborhood that we There's live in. There's plenty of better burger joints than me. Don't eat McDonald's. Oh, yeah. The McDonald's. I yeah. love McDonald's. I'm going to play, play, this play clip. the clip. This is um, Dr. Idris uh, Mughal. He's also a master's in uh, nutrition research. So I'm going to play this clip from him. I think I said his name right. Anyway. Nick's not here. Don't worry. Nick, I know you're listening. So this is not. Uh, so to preface, you, you, obviously, your listeners can't see this. The. Um, the first man speaking, he does these videos where he kind of like debunks other doctors. The first man speaking is a gastroenterologist who knows everything about the gut microbiome and, and gut health. Um, so there's a man in a supermarket and he's giving a speech about red meat 
and he's just on the side waiting to either debunk or you know double down and say that what this guy is saying is actually valid so he'll do these videos and he does like tons of them and and just debunking like even these health nuts that try to give uh nutrition advice who aren't dietitians who've never studied nutrition at all and or sometimes there's chiropractors that you know they claim that they're quote unquote doctors right and then giving people nutrition advice mm. and it's like he'll he'll debunk the shit out of these people so it's a good page to follow here's the clip this is Dr. Pal Manikam, gastroenterologist from California, focused on gut health. Beef is an excellent source of protein and iron, but the problem is when you cook beef at high temperatures, it can release carcinogenic compounds like polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons and heterocyclic amines. This can potentially cause DNA damage and could potentially lead to colon cancer. A recent study shows that 100 grams of red meat per day can increase the risk of colon cancer by 17%. Given this possible risk, if you really want to eat beef, I would recommend eating once or twice a month. The risk is also slightly increased because beef has no fiber, so eat your beef with lots of vegetables. That was a good video, no need for school, I'll just add some context and show the evidence. This updated meta-analysis on 148 studies found that red meat consumption increases the risk of lots of different cancers, including a 10 and 17% increased risk of colorectal and colon cancer. And processed red meats further increase that risk by around 20%. And what he said regarding eating lots of vegetables with your red meat is true. This study tested what happens if you consume lots of fibrous foods from fruits and veggies with your red meat. And they found that consuming 20 grams of fiber a day through grains, fruits and veggies actually negates the increased risk of cancer from red meat. So if you want to minimize your risk of lots of different cancers, you should eat plenty of fruits and veggies and keep your red meat consumption to under 500 grams per week. Class is missed. So what he said there, it makes sense. I've actually seen his videos. Great videos. Um, he, he's got good videos. And if you listen carefully... He's not telling you to totally like annihilate and exclude meat from your diet. He's telling you what he's what, giving you the portions. Yeah, the portions is is to lower it to a certain amount of grams per week or per day or per month and something in there that is very factual since we were born, right? Your mom and dad, and the doctors always tell you eat your, eat veggies. your veggies, eat your fruits, right? It's it's from the earth, a hundred percent. Yeah, if if you're one of those guys that follows the Liver King and eat your vegetables, and why why eat vegetables when you can eat testicles? Yeah, you're no. fucking delusional. Yeah, no, I, right? I I don't agree with that you, guy at this, all, and I would never. The Liver King is going to get you a, a fast way to a cardiac arrest. Yeah, I I I'm a listen, dude. I, you know, I've done the vegan thing. I've I've eaten meat. I've tried to be honest with you. I've tried. And I'm going to go through the list of diets I've tried. Um. First diet I tried, right, when I was in the bodybuilding game, when I was going heavy, right? Atkins. I tried Atkins, which is very similar to keto. It's just low carb. It's like it's like 100 grams right. carbs per day. It's a hard diet. I did the Atkins very diet. Hard diet. I went, I bought Atkins candy, Atkins shakes, Atkins protein bars. So In I the know, end, it don't fucking matter because it, you didn't have the calorie content, right. right? I never, so I'll tell you this horror story. Uh, my parents were away. They went on a, a cruise and I was working at the time when I was a teenager where I work now, but I was working as a seasonal at that time. And um, my parents went away. So I was, I had the house to myself, right? And um, so I had the house to myself. And of course, at, at a, as a teenager, because I'm, I'm a weirdo, instead of going out or having a house party or doing whatever, I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to come home and throw on a, a movie and I'm going to have the house to myself, which I loved back then. And I still love more than ever now. And I bought the Atkins candies, right? The Atkins Reese's peanut butter, the sugar-free candy, right? 
I demolished a fucking, and I didn't eat much during the days, but I, so I, I had two bags of those candies. And in those candies is this thing called sugar alcohol, mm. right? And with sugar, sure, sugar, with, yeah, with sugar alcohol in these candies will do to you is give you the most extreme diarrhea shits you will ever have. <laughs> and I ate two bags. And I remember laying on the couch in the AC because the AC in the living room at the time was like top notch in my old place. I remember getting on the couch, waking up and feeling like Niagara Falls was coming out of my asshole. <laughs> and it was the worst experience I ever had. Mm. And after that, I was like, fuck this diet. So I went from the Atkins diet to, um, and I, was, I remember going to my grandma's house like every weekend. And we had this tradition. Saturdays, my Aunt Debbie and my Aunt Rosemary got The Atkins diet is just a low-carb diet. Yeah. God rest her soul. My Aunt Ro and my Aunt Debbie and my grandmother, God rest her. Um, we'd order Chinese food every Saturday. So I was like, I, I like called my Aunt Debbie up. Hey, I'm coming over. You're getting Chinese. We're going to have some Chinese food. And I'd order every week um, chicken and broccoli or beef and broccoli or spare ribs. And I would just have that every And I was trying to, you know, refrain from eating bread. Then I went to a trend of, I'd have my friend, my other friend, Joey, who wrote the music for my podcast. Uh, I'd give him like $40 every week. He'd go to Stu Leonard's, which I thought was like a troop and a mission and the greatest place on earth that we couldn't, I couldn't go to at the time to get me the grilled chicken there, the rice cakes, and I would be eating certain things. Uh, so I went from Atkins to, um, I tried the Mediterranean. I did South Beach for a while. I was doing Slim Fast. I was buying it. I did every diet, bro. And to solidify and fortify your diet that you're currently on, which is not even a diet anymore for you. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Um, the only diet that ever worked for me and I saw immediate results and good results was the vegan diet. My course of lifestyle now is a lot different based on uh, financial time and the workload that I have is I just watch what I eat now. I try not to eat uh, sweets every single night. Um, I do find myself because of what I eat, waking up and having sugar cravings. Because if you right. don't follow what you eat and stay strict to it, your body will wake you up. You know, my, my problem is I don't get enough calories during the day. So at night I wake up hungry and then your your you know, your brain is like, eat sweets, eat this, eat that. Like last night I messed up, did good the whole day. I woke up in the middle of the night before, you know, I went really into deep sleep and had nutty buddy bars. Obviously not good. Um, but I just try to watch what I eat. So like knowing that I'm off the next two days tonight, I didn't eat a lot. I have a calorie window open. So when we're done filming, I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat. Right. And I'm going to eat my cookies that I bought. And it, I'll be sitting at, when I go to bed, probably around 15 to 1800 calories for the day. Mind you burned that I burned 300, 400 something calories this morning at 5 a.m. Right, when I go right. to the gym. Cause I go to the gym three days a week at five o'clock in the morning. And here's another thing that I want to say for your listeners. Everything is chemical, right? Oh, every and not I'm not I'm not talking about just bad chemicals. I'm talking about like broccoli is chemical. Like broccoli with no pesticides on it, anything. All food is chemical. Everything is made up of chemical compounds. So there there will be these clickbaity things on social media that are that are going to scare you into thinking that you shouldn't consume something. Please do your research first. Follow pages. Which we say, or I say, which I've been saying before Joey was my co-host, everything that we talk about, everything 
from food to media to politics to video games to movies. Right. You have to do your own research. Take what you find on social media and don't listen to it off the bat. Take what you find on the media and do your own research. Go to the left, go to the right, come back to the middle, make your own decision. Great analogy, which is totally irrelevant to food. Everybody said, and I'm seeing what everyone's saying about Indiana Jones, big diehard fan of Indiana Jones. It's going to suck, they said, right? It's, gonna, it's not going to do this, it's not going to do that, right? Everyone left the aliens in there. Everyone said a month ago or two months ago, what movie was going to suck, you know? I can't think of it, but I'm but pretty sure it was a hit. Mario's. Mario Brothers? Oh, yeah, Mario Brothers. They were like, it's going to suck because people had this, this thing for Chris Pratt. People were going to go see it anyway. It's Mario. It broke records yeah, for animated and video game movie. It broke records. So moral of the story. Nothing animated. Do not fucking listen to anybody. Do your own research, especially what you find online, especially Rotten Tomatoes. You could shove your Rotten Tomatoes six ways to Sunday right up your candy ass. Do not listen to, <laughs> do your own research straight up, okay? Listen to professionals. Listen to doctors that have their degrees. Listen to the people who are citing studies. The people who are citing real studies and not, there's people who are out there that are citing studies, but they cherry pick data. Also, if you're going to listen to people that are citing studies and they're not a doctor, be skeptical about what they say. Go and look up that study yourself to see if they cherry pick data within that study to fit their narrative. Because people do that. People who are on the carnivore diet, they take these fucking studies and they run with them and they take little bits of data from that study and they'll use, but then they won't talk about the next paragraph that's underneath right. it because the next paragraph that's underneath it is something that is goes something against, that goes what, against they're actually, what they're right. actually advocating. The three diets in my monologue that I listed was the carnivore diet, the vegan diet, and the Mediterranean diet. And there are benefits from each diet, but each diet, like I said, I did a vegan diet for a year and a half. I couldn't, I couldn't sustain it. Will I go back and do a month before I go back to the doctor? Yeah. Will I have to spend a little extra money to buy the, the produce and, 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 and do a couple of things so that I can reset myself? Yes. Will it be worth it? Health. And I may stay on it because I like my results. Yes. Right. The, the carnivore diet, a lot of positives, a lot of negatives. The Mediterranean diet, right? This the Mediterranean diet, scientifically proven to be one of the healthiest diets, and the the longevity of people that do that diet, and the longevity of people that that are in the Mediterranean are actually higher than people right. in the United it's a, States. It's a it's a it's a heavily plant based diet. It's a plant based diet, and what people and I know you're vegan, but fish is very healthy for you. The omega the omega three. You, you need omega DHA. So there's there's this theory that um, we. Obviously, can't well not not as theory. We've all these creatures that we see today that are land animals. Obviously, once came from the sea. Um, our evolution is probably primarily based in the consumption of fish. Now, how do we know this? Is because our higher brain function needs an omega DHA that is or or an omega that's only found in fish, which is um, omega DHA. Now. You get your other old. What does a DHA stand for? Oh, uh, I gotta Google that real quick. Yeah, I'm just curious. Sorry, I didn't mess your flow, but I, I I know omega three is what it is. I just the DHA part. I'm just like, what is it? And I'm not I'm not I'm not no dummy when it comes to nutrition either. I just it's just not really my forte. I know enough. I actually was a personal trainer at one point, not nutritionist. 
Um, it stands for. Something tells me we're gonna need Nick to pronounce it. Yeah, we're it. gonna need Nick here. Let me let me let me do it so I'm he can laugh actually, at me. Uh, play let, it. let me do it. Let me let me try before you play it. Where is it? Taco sack. Okay, no. Play. <laughs> <laughs> this is things I should remember from school, but like I there's no way I'm pronouncing you know. that way. I, I'm gonna end up saying something I don't want to say. Okay, let's put the volume up there a little bit. Dicosahexanoic acid. Yeah, no, there's no shot I'm saying that. Dicosahexanoic acid. So it's an omega-3 fatty acid, uh, especially for long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acid. DHA is a central nutrient for the human body. It plays a crucial role in brain development and function, as well as supporting health of eyes and cardiovascular system. So the most important thing there to note is that DHA is is a is a really is a role player in, in brain development. So um, they've done studies that people who, from when they were young, consume more or have more DHA in their diet, depending on however you get it. You can supplement DHA now. You don't necessarily need to eat fish. DHA is is in um, is in algae, and the fish eat the algae, and the in turn they they have high levels of DHA in them. And then we eat the fish, so we get a secondary source of that DHA you, that they're getting. Entertain me real quick. Can you Google? Do flamingos have a high level of DHA? Oh, the one hundred percent they do. Because they are, they get their color. Flamingos actually from are the white. Shrimp that they eat or something. Yeah, like it's that? from the algae. Oh, from the algae. Yeah, and um, I'm just curious. We're on that topic that you know, because where I work, right? Uh, I was just curious if they have the high DHA level based well, on one hundred percent. They do. If, if the algae consumption is there, then yes. Yeah. If um, I'm not mistaken, I think they get their their. Their, and their did it, did it's more likely that early humans ate fish rather than consuming algae or seaweed to get their DHA requirements. Um, DHA might be the omega chain fatty acid that is responsible for human beings branching off into an evolutionary chain that we're in now away from primates. I was actually wrong. It's saying that um, carotenoids give carrots... Uh, Carrots, their orange color, or turn tomatoes ripe. They also found flamingos get their pink color from their food. Um, I think it's from the, uh, the source of whatever they're eating. Flamingos really are what they eat. Many plants produce natural red, yellow, or orange pigmentations called carotenoids. Carotenoids give carrots their orange color, right? With red tomatoes red. Um, yeah, if you flamingos, eat too many carrots, you, as your a skin can dying, actually oh, no, change. I was right. As flamingos dine on algae and brine shrimp, its body metabolizes the pigments, turning its feathers pink. Mm. So in, in essence, they'll probably have a high DH. 100% yeah. they do. And now is that the case for modern humans? Most likely we ate some type of fish um, or fish in general on the whole. It's And we're seeing it today in, in primates doing fishing, like with spears and shit. And they've learned it from us. So it's not to say like we don't know if if it's something that they would eventually figure it out on their own, or because they're watching human beings do it, they in turn yeah know how to use spears and so now the evolutionary process for chimps and all these other primates that are eating fish fishing is is gonna change like yeah. eventually two three hundred years down the line a chimpanzee is not gonna be a chimpanzee. Now I want to allude to something to get into the tail end of this episode. We're seeing brain function in children decreasing, right? 
And this conversation that we're having in the last few minutes is something that you don't hear too often on news about health. I mean, like when ABC does a, a the board, Western diet is very low in DHA. Right. They it's are, also they, low in they vitamin B twelve. They, they actually just recently flipped the food pyramid that it should be upside down. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, they that's this is like they just in the recent years, it's like the food pyramid shouldn't be bread. It's like bread and milk was like on the on the fir- like the first like right carbohydrates. Yeah. First of all, milk when we were Get growing up, food when yeah when we when we were growing up, milk was like you know milk does your body good right that was like the slogan. Now you don't see those you don't, you don't see, those see that anymore. anymore because so much has been uncovered by people like you and i right and these sub scientists that that they're scientists they have their degrees and all that they're saying like milk is not really good for you milk is meant to be drank by the calves from their mothers to mm-hmm. get big to get strong it is essentially breast milk for cows yeah and you know i do love myself some milk do i drink milk every day hell no i honestly only drink milk when i have cookies or something sweet i, I other than that i don't almond, drink milk. almond milk doesn't do it for you have you tried oat milk yet I, I i i was just gonna say when i make my protein shakes and i'm making a shake right and i have like i'm i'm home on my off days i'll take my blender i'll put oat milk chobani mm-hmm. and i'll throw my two scoops of protein my peanut butter my banana chobani oat milk Oh, I love Chobani oat milk, right? When I was vegan, Chobani, I lived by Chobani, right? Um, almond milk, I kind of like lost the taste for. I'm not a fan of like almonds like that. Um, as a matter of fact, I'd buy oat, I, oat-based ice cream over almond-based ice cream any day. Oat milk and cashew for some reason. I don't like I, cashew. I don't like cashew. But moral of the story is they are purposely, purposely not telling us this information about the omega-3s, about the fish, about the brain function. And you see commercials, and this is kind of going to branch off a previous episode I've done going into the tail end of this episode. They purposely air things. What do you, you see more commercials about what, food-wise, as opposed to the healthy options? What, what do you see oh, commercials? you see pizza, you see wings. Pizza Hut, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings. Everything wing with stops like comfort receptors in your brain <laughs> you don't see like it's almost as and here i go getting into the conspiracy acts but which is really not conspiracy because it's legitimately happening you see more of the shit food oh yeah and you go and if you go we know what we should do this and this morning. is not conspiracy i think that um there's money to be had there's a lot of money to be had and these the the just like the pharmaceutical company is in bed with the government to push medication. We know there's plenty of medication out there that shouldn't be legal anymore that still is. Mm-hmm. Um, opiates. For, for, for This segment foremost. of the Say What Again Billy podcast is brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, then that's the thing. Like, and the propaganda is there. And, and if you can't understand that the people that are funding these news outlets are, are the ones that are putting these certain drugs that are out there to make money. And not just the drugs. Think about this as the health industry on the whole. We, I said it before in the earlier in the podcast. I said sick people represent a dollar value. If there are no sick people, the medical industry is not going to make money. their end of the... Joey, being that we're on this subject, and I know you looked into this, 
And now we're getting into my uh, my realm. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go conspiracy. This is what the channel's about. But listen, know? man. I, 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 it says it. Folklore, paranormal, conspiracy. Why is Bill Gates buying all the farmland? I think. Why are there stories? They're including the uh, you know mRNA COVID into our meat now. Why are these? Food food plants. That's another reason to go vegan. Why are these food? Why are these food? Well, you got the the pesticide that this brain. You're going to get that mRNA one way or another. Yeah. Why are there uh, random food plants that just you know, blowing up? You know, cows are dying out of nowhere. Thousands right. of cows in Texas, something like that. Right. That recently that just just died. It's so that what one the fuck is going on? The most prevalent landowner in all of America. He knows. As of my fellow Italians out there. Would like to say he knows ugats about farming. He knows ugats about medical. Yet, yet, when we had real doctors with real doctorates on YouTube, on Twitter, giving their opinions about he's just about, the guy with the money, right? Giving their opinions, their medical professional opinions right. about COVID nineteen and and health and food. Meanwhile, they got. Knocked off, right? Not anymore, thanks to Elon Musk on Twitter, right? But they got knocked off, YouTube videos taken down, so on and so forth, right? But Bill Gates can go up. And talk about COVID. And, 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 and talk about COVID, and he was allowed. Say whatever he wants. Who are you, bro? You are the person that gave us the Norton's antivirus or the antivirus or whatever like this and still got a fucking virus in your computer. But you can go and say that you know about farming and you know about medical stuff, Right? There is something bigger going on, and obviously, he's, you, so he's part of he's part of the World Economic Forum, and guys like him, and I won't say another name because that name will get you like it's a it starts with 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 a, I'll say the first name Charles. You can fill in the blank. Um, Does he have a? He wears this weird. He, he's almost like dystopian. He wears he really wears this like. He Tech, can you text me the name? Futuristic stuff. Yeah, text for sure. Name. I'll text, fuck it. No, no, listen. Don't I, say it. Don't I'll say it. Don't say his name. Give me the name. Do not say his name. I swear to God, like my, my mom, she posted something and said his name on on Instagram the other day and her page is fucking gone. Really? Like, gone. Like, all right, let me you, just see the name. And, and his I page, pages do talk about him, but you don't hear about him that often. All right, let me see it. Let me just I'm, I'm going to type it for you. Just let me Google just see it. the name. You've seen him before too. And then all you got to do is type in WHO behind that. Or so, not WHO, that's World Health or World Economic Forum. So um You watch baseball? So, you watch baseball? Can you name his this? name is not Charles. I messed it up. There's there's another So it's Klaus. Okay. So just Google Klaus and you'll see who comes up. Do you, do you watch baseball? Yes. I don't want to get your page fucking shut No, that's not. You uh, follow the Nationals? Yeah. A little bit. Or No, it's not the Nationals. The Phillies. The Phillies are doing well. They beat, they beat LA the other Who's day. Who's their left fielder? I don't know. Kyle Schwarber? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm. Klaus? Kyle Schwarber? <laughs> <laughs> Plays a good outfield. He does, right? He's a good lefty, right? Yeah. Okay, that's all I'll say. All right. 
So um, there's back doors. Anyway, so that was a yeah, that was the attic door. He's part of. There's no doubt that Bill Bill Gates is you know part of the World Economic Forum, and there's an agenda that the World Economic Forum has. I think he's the guy with the money, and he gets orders, and obviously is spending his money in accordance to make money. We know that he's big into vaccines and well, investing in vaccines, and he invests in vaccines under the Bill Gates Foundation, etc. Um, so, and if people don't think that he's making a lot of money, go into that rabbit hole. He's definitely he made a crazy amount of money on the COVID vaccine. It's actual. It's really factual which, which now. Is mind, you can talk about it now too. Which is mine. Yeah, you couldn't talk about it before. You're no, not before. making money. Like, so first of all, and Joe like, Rogan talked about it. How are they making money? Like that's you got to like look at that. Like how are you making money off a vaccine that was given out for free? Because it's a government contract. It wasn't given out for free. That somebody paid for it. Somebody paid we, for it. We paid for it. We our paid for dollars. our own demise. Yeah, it's like oh, it's quote unquote, it's free. No, you're paying for it down the line. But it goes to show you that they don't want you to be healthy no health is not promoted i i, I cannot tell I, I cannot tell you where i There's, can find promotion and this of is not to knock anybody who's struggling with weight and i would listen hit up my instagram hit up my youtube i will yeah, i don't want joey schwall coming after me i will personally help you with losing weight um this is not to knock anybody who I am for being body positive and because there's another aspect of competition that I wanted to get into. I don't know if we have time, um, but body dysmorphia. It's a real thing. It happens to people who are, are lean. It also happens to people who are overweight. Body dysmorphia is in the essence that you're just not comfortable with the way that you look ever at any point. Yeah, you can it's be, like, uh, also known as what? The Adonis effect for bodybuilders? Right. You you can look super lean or you can be super overweight and you can have body dysmorphia. Or even be in shape. Like, so yeah. I am pro um, body positive movement. The only thing that I am not pro is not doing anything to help, um, yourself. To help yourself get healthy. It, body positive to me means change. Change in uh, a better direction. So be happy with what you look like currently, and that's going to give you the motivation to keep changing and wanting to see different versions and, and better versions of yourself. Not to, I'm not for the person who says body positive and stay this way, and you should always look this way, and there's nothing wrong with looking this way. No, no, not that that's the wrong wording, because um, there is nothing wrong with looking that way. It's just you're at a phase in your life where you look that way, it's it's beautiful. It's who you are. But now it's there should be a moment in time where you want to get healthy and change for the better. Because looking a certain way also comes with health risks. What I'm about to say. Being very lean comes with health risks. And also being very overweight comes with health risks. What I'm about risks. to say coincides to what we were talking about, right? In the recent year or two, because I really don't know the timeline, but I know the timeline is within the last two years. Um, you're starting to see a lot of companies – Right, and I'll say it because I, I, you know, I, I, and and I don't shame anybody. I'm on board with, you know, I have a friend that's overweight, and I, I do my best to answer questions that I repeatedly have answered for him. He has a bad habit of asking the same questions, right, over and over again, and I've given him the answers over and over again. But if I see that he's really trying, which he's 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 gone there before, he's lost weight and looked phenomenal, and then went back to to being overweight, and I try to help him so much. So I'm not saying that 
you know, I'm not a person that mocks people that are overweight or underweight. I'm all for helping out too. I've been a, I've been a personal trainer before. I've trained numerous people. Um, but there's a problem. Yeah, I'm not going to say change because cha you need to change the way you look. Yes. Never that. You should change because you want, you want to get healthy. Right. You want to change what's going on now, internally because it's it's also it's ultimately going to lead to a longer life and a more fulfilling life. The more time we have here, the more we could do. Here's the problem. And I know you've seen it. There's companies that are promoting. Yes. In a negative fashion. In a negative fashion, being overweight. And making people, like we've seen before with the brainwashing, think that that is okay. Now you may, nothing is wrong with who you are and who you choose to be. But scientifically and health-wise, it is not. Because overweight leads to heart disease, leads to diabetes, leads to other issues. Arthritis can be caused by being mm -hmm. overweight because you're putting extreme pressure on your joints. So there's all a these consumptionary things, right? Even even down to um... I was trying to be very careful with my words there, but what I'm trying to say is the media is normalizing something that should not be normalized, right? Because of how people's feelings, like your the people's feelings. And again, Joey and I are not saying anything is wrong with being a certain type of way, or looking a certain or looking way. a certain or, type or being of way. a certain body fat percentage. But be I'm being a realist here and. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very real when I talk on this podcast and in, I talk to people like this in person. Being a certain weight for your height and your age, if you're beyond what you should be and you're happy with it, fine. But scientifically- But there's going to come a point in your life where you need to recognize this is not healthy. Right. And my friend- And, and I'm saying this from like, my father is, is a diabetic right now. My father too. He's, he's been diabetic for years. Um, my father's on a kidney donor list now. For the first time in his life, he's doing dialysis. And if he doesn't get a kidney, my father's not going to live past his mid-60s. And uh, that's a sad thing because he's still got a lot of life to live. My father still looks like a very young man. Um, but he made a lot of bad choices throughout his life. And he had a lot of bad habits. And he he wasn't equipped with the information that there's, that's out there today. And granted, he tries but my father's pretty stubborn. He goes back to eating certain things. And I always, when I visit him down there in Florida, I check him. I'm like, you know, why are you eating that? You know, like, and this is not to shame my father or be, you know, shame him about the way that he looks. This is, this was me like trying to throw shade at him about the things that he was eating so that he can be healthier so that his diabetes isn't as affected or doesn't affect him in a negative fashion so that he can live a longer life with diabetes. Right. Um, and people need to understand that along with looking a particular way comes certain diseases. Even, um, uh, what are the uh, <coughs> autoimmune diseases, right? A lot of what we do is consumptionary. And I'm not going to say all of it. A lot of things are genetic. We have no control over them. We don't know everything scientifically yet. But the majority of things that are out there, we do know is consumptionary. And if we moderate and we try to the best of our ability to do our research and to find our own way in navigating this food world, we can be better. You, uh, said, it, you said it really good there because you have to do your own research and listen to everything as a whole to make that decision. Because lately the media is really pushing things that should not be pushed, which is not 
essentially good for you health-wise. Right. And what I alluded to, I won't full out say, but in the last couple of years, you've seen the normalization of, of a certain type of look that is not clinically, scientifically healthy. It's not. Right. And, and if you don't do your own studies, you know, there's going to be a point in time where you think you're okay and you're not okay. I think we need to start switching to a term health positive. Right? Yeah, that should be a term. Let's be health positive. You know, if you're one of those people that say, well, um, Calvin Klein said this is the right way to look, right? And you go to your doctor and they take your blood work and they give you the results back and they say, listen, you have a cholesterol level of 290. You're a pre-diabetic and, you know, your arteries are, you know, have plaque on it. You know, you're, you know, you could have a stroke soon unless you change and you watch the news and the new and the news portrayed that being this size or this weight or having this look is good for you is so yeah you're being lied to and it's just to make people feel better when essentially you should be getting your own information and trying to do better for yourself not because calvin klein or playboy or 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 aeropostale our money exchange is there saying that to this be is a how little, you should There look. needs to be a little tough love from time to time. Well, and, it's gone. And be tough real, love is gone. Be, a, real, be a realist because we're not being realistic with people and, and they're ultimately paying the price for it because they're they're naive to the truths of, of nutrition. Yeah. I hope this has been a very informative episode because we're coming to that timeline. And I think that Joey and I, mainly Joey, because he's a good job taking the reins on this episode. I want to say Game Changers and What the Health on Netflix. Must watch. Must yeah, watch I live films. by that. Go watch those films. If they're still uh, eligible Available. to be watched. They, but they're you definitely can, on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon or YouTube it. But um, this has been a very informative episode and, and, and it alludes to what is going on. Yeah, you should be really cautious on anything you choose to do going forward health-wise and not just listen to the phone on social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and the media. You should actually take the time to do your research. As in anything in life, it's something that we reiterate on almost every single episode. Correct, Joey? Correct. Very correct, right? All right, Joey. Well, this has been a good episode. And this episode of Health and Diet Talk, Vegan Carnivore Diet, Everything that we discussed was made possible by the Spotify for Podcasters app. Spotify for Podcasters is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there on all outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many more, many other outlets. So if you haven't heard about Spotify for Podcasters, it's entirely free and it will give you the opportunity to get that idea of a podcast out there on all podcasting outlets. And the best thing is it is completely 110% free. So if you enjoy the Say What Again Billy podcast and you want to get your own episodes out there, download Spotify for podcasters. Joey? It's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing the YouTube video to see what you include from this episode. Yeah, yeah. I know you were just going to edit my fucking voice out. (laughs) (laughs) This kid is not touching my YouTube. No, no, definitely not. Awesome, bro. It's always good to have you. Next week's going to be good. And if you guys listen, Hollywood. Check out my YouTube. Check out Joey's Joey's YouTube page. I'll link you again. Joe might know. Joe might know. I'll link his stuff in the stories um, tonight and tomorrow. I'm going to clip a reel for you guys. But next week, if you're into Hollywood, more conspiracies, some Harvey Weinstein stuff, some ghost stories make a return next week. And I promise in the weeks to come, we're going to have some more paranormal talk. We're going to get away from the the conspiracies. We're definitely going to be doing some UFO talk. Definitely some more ghost stuff to come. And next week, we're going to have an actor on. 
who's going to tell us his input on Hollywood and everything going on. It's going to be a really good episode, just like today was. So until next week, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy Podcast. And Joey. See you later.